Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out. With your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, you missed the point. I'm clicking, king, opening. Oh my goodness. Hello. Ahoy. Ahoy. <laughs> yeah. Got things open. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ah, yes. Listeners, for <laughs> your behind-the-curtain section this week, the reason Colin is frantically opening random things and trying to get his life together is we decided to record about 45 minutes ago. Um, because this is the week of Thanksgiving, and I think we both sort of realized, wait a minute, uh, uh, when, uh, when can we do things this week? So this was <laughs> we realized quickly we could not do many things actually. That's true. And so <laughs> here we are. Uh, oh, and I'm all I'm all thrown off because also I don't did I take notes last time? Because I don't see any notes for our last retirement recorded. I'm really confused. <laughs> yeah. I thought I did. I'm fairly certain. Yeah. I don't oh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay, here it is. It's fine. It's fine. I scroll yeah. down to. I scroll down, scroll too, down far. too far. Yeah, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, put it here. There happy, we go. Happy one hundred and sixty-five episode one well, hey. five. That's coming out of nowhere. Exciting. That. Yes. Yes. So yeah, little little peek, a uh, little uh, peek behind the kimono or whatever that's called. Uh, we are uh, recording week of Thanksgiving prior to Thanksgiving. So, with no notice whatsoever. No so, notice whatsoever. It'd be fine. It'd be fine. Okay. This is, you know, fine. this is what artists do. They work under yes. pressure. They um, do stuff and things. Yeah. And since we rarely have a plan anyway, uh, it really is no different than normal. Right. So, like... <laughs> it doesn't... Are you saying it doesn't technically really matter when we record the episode? <laughs> no. Huh. That's, Very rarely do we have plans. That's shocking. We that's have plans sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes there are, is a plan. Sometimes. On. Yeah. So, you know, it's fine. No. Uh, well, this past week, I um, ventured to the DMV to pay taxes on a vehicle that I purchased. Yes. Uh, that was in last week's episode. You what? We talked about that. Yeah. And yes. uh, then I had to... I was re- recapping for the list. Rene- yeah, just re- recapping. And then I had to uh, renew the uh, 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 Jeep uh, license plate and ah. registration, which was fun. Um, I, have, I have not once ever been able to use the... Um, uh, uh, oh, the online thing? The online thing. Really? Uh-huh. Yes. And here's here's the reason why. When we registered for when we registered for this, um I uh for some reason they put both Megan's and my name on it, and it is separated by an ampersand. Oh. <laughs> so and there are middle initials. Um, and um, So you never I, type in the correct name. I can never type in the correct name. I, I have always uh, gotten it wrong. And then it locks me out and it says, yeah. go call you're, somebody. You're a um, 
You're a yeah. hacker. I am a hacker. You're so a this Russian time... bot trying to register a vehicle. In exactly. Missouri. In Missouri. Because that's how they get you. That's, that's true. That's how they get you. Um, <clears throat> um, and so I actually... Listen, lots of things are possible since Elon fired the entire Twitter staff. So... And, and you know that they're going straight for those small town DMVs. That's what Obviously. I hear. That's Obviously. Those, that's call where those soft targets. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh i so i called oh and here's the other thing is um i never keep my paid property tax receipt in a place where i can remember it ever obviously um, not no one would ever keep those with their other tax documents no that would be a thing no one would do ever no. So I don't ever keep them anywhere. Uh, and I have just always gone back to the county clerk to have them issue me a new one. When I, Lord. When I, when I need, well, because also in order to access that, I have to enter the information exactly the same to match the county. Anyway, so I just never do this. And I've actually been going to the county clerk to get a copy of pay proper taxes and then driving to the DMV and standing in line. You get- are the exact reason the DMV line is so long all the time. <laughs> People without the right paperwork is all messed up. Oh my gosh. Like, what the so this year, what I did was I asked the very, very kind county clerk to please help me <laughs> because I had I was like look I have tried this every year every time it locks me out and then I can't do anything I have to go in person anyway how should I actually write this and she said exactly as it appears and what I have not been doing was writing last name comma my name, middle initial, ampersand, Megan's name, middle initial, and no space. I've been trying to put it all like first name, uh, middle initial, last name, but because that's, uh, that's not how official documents but, function. But that's not how it. That's not how it appears on the document. Uh, and so I was like, "You have changed my world." <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen four years into living in missouri i have been officially able to register that or update whatever uh a license plate for one of our vehicles congratulations <sighs> it wouldn't the only problem the only time we haven't been able to do it in the last four years or however long they've been doing this is uh they changed the license plate about two years ago. And so like mm. you couldn't do any of it because you had to go get get the new uh, a new license plate. <laughs> so we had yeah. to go in and they're like, here. Like, All right. Sweet. Bye. <laughs> no. no, I uh I was like, oh, this is incredibly easy. Wow. <laughs> so uh, I will say that's nice. Texas actually went, and I don't know if this is again, I'm still, I, all of this stuff happens on such an irregular enough frequency that I have no memory of what happened and how it happened last time. Other than I was oh, yeah, doing true. it wrong, right. right? Like it's one of those kind of things where I just yes. need to videotape or screen record myself doing it and save that in a file. Ugh. Uh, lose. So, Cause you won't remember what you named it. No, no. What, what yes, you do is you happen. create <laughs> a calendar event with a link to the save oh. file on the doc. Yeah, see, you, yeah, that's fine. Um, but uh, in in 
Texas, when we were there, you could, um, when you had to go get the car inspected, um, all that was handled digitally as well. Um, so that once they, the inspector ran their inspector thingamabob, you could go and go online and register even if you needed the inspection paperwork because they could pull from uh, to see that it would, had been inspected because everybody uploaded it to a central database. Oh, and I was like, that was pretty slick. So you really could go get inspected and you wouldn't have to talk to another soul because they all uploaded it to the same... didn't matter where you got the inspection. They all put it in the same place and then they could pull from that information um, to, to make sure everything was, was kosher, which I thought was cool. Well, it is really handy because that way you don't have to mess with it too much. So it's very nice. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah. Other than that, been uh, spent the the weekend doing more dog shadowing with uh, staff members, and uh, been been interesting. Been interesting. <laughs> I ran into that sounds um, very ominous, right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things of I you write instructions, right? I have. I have many an SOP um, with videos of me talking through them and scrolling through pages and highlighting things and talking about how it's done. I have them listen to the podcasts that Megan and I produce um, about certain topics. Uh, we have them watch YouTube videos and things like that. And then I shadow them in person. And then that's where you really see the, oh, that's how you interpreted that. That's interesting. Um, such as one that I saw and I just, it, it hurt me. <clears throat> I said, okay, I have a whole podcast. I have a whole section of our SOPs about taking photos, right? Photos. It's one of those things people don't really care about, but like we don't send blurry photos. We don't send dark photos. We don't send, you know, angry looking photos or sad looking photos. Like there's a whole process. <clears throat> and one of the things that I tell people is, you know, uh, to get down on their level. And you can take your photo, and when you're walking a dog, get the have your two points of contact. So you have the wrist strap around your wrist on one hand. You pull with your other hand on the the leash to pull the dog towards you, like you're going to put it in a heel. And then you, when you're the the hand that's not holding the leash, you take your phone, you bend down, and you take a side profile f- photo of the dog walking. Super cute photos, right? But I kept looking at these photos going like, this is really, these are blurry. Why are these so blurry? Like, it's, you know, it's in the afternoon, but it's not as much light as, you know, or, you know, in the mornings or uh, noon, but this is like four, 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 four o'clock. Why is this blurry? Uh, I have a guess. Can I guess? Sure. It's because your instruction said, like the dog is walking and they were taking it while the dog was walking. No. Oh, no. dang it. No, good. Okay. good. No, because I take photos with the dog walking, right? And uh, what they were doing is they were using the selfie camera on their phone and, uh, and holding it down so that they could see the photo of the dog and then take the photo. Ah, oh, this makes sense. Makes total sense. It's wrong. And you yeah. should never <laughs> But, Use like, your selfie it makes photo. Sense, <laughs> it makes sense. I I saw that and I was like, oh, 
I see. So now I have to do new instructions of like, never use your selfie camera ever, ever. No, there's no reason to use your selfie camera unless you are outside at one o'clock on a bright sunny afternoon taking a selfie with the dog. Otherwise, this, 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 this camera is broken to you. You should never use it. Uh, because most people don't know how to position their phone blindly with the back camera and take a good photo. Um, that's a something you kind of learn. So now I've got to talk about that. But I watched people do this over this weekend like four times. And I was just like, oh, everybody uses their selfie camera for everything. That's okay. I have I have some things to change quite a bit. Um, you know, the the other one is uh getting people used to kind of walking with their head on a swivel. Um, you know, I'm not saying we have to be green beret alert at all times, ready to be ambushed by, you know, predator drones from the sky. Uh, but we do need to not just stare at our shoelaces as we walk. Um for minutes on end. Uh, that's not safe. Yeah, that's that's just good advice uh, in general. In general, right? Like, gonna... right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm you know, watching people in their operating and, and how they're processing stuff. Is That's why shadowing is so important uh, to get people thinking differently. Um, and... I'm sure some sometimes it comes across as as us being, um, you know, anal retentive about some of these of some of these topics. And why does it matter? Why would you care? Kind of stuff. But it's like, you know, that <laughs> I try and explain the reasons, uh, and I, I'm not just like you're doing it wrong. Uh, as though is what I really want to say. <laughs> <laughs> what I really want to say is you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I try and you know um, uh, explain to them like this is safety this is so you can react this is all part of defensive dog handling and being aware of our surroundings so I did the dad thing I don't know if dad ever did this to you while you know driving he'd be like what color was that truck that passed you or what was the last li- license plates no numbers on the on the plate kind of stuff um and most of the time i was like i have no idea what <laughs> i don't remember okay so i was doing this while we were walking of going um like what color were the shoes on that person jogging uh how many dogs were in that yard we just passed uh trying to get people to get their head up and be constantly moving and looking around uh, because otherwise otherwise you do get very just focused on my feet Focus on the dog. And that's the other part of just, it is important to focus on the dog, obviously. And I'm glad that they are so (laughs) attentive to the dog. But also, there's many other things out there in the world that we need to be a little bit more aware of. Well, and it's not just for like, so in this instance, uh, it's definitely not just for their own personal safety, right? It is for the safety of the dog that's not yours that you're walking around. So like you got to be looking around for like, are there other dogs off leash here? Are there like that kind of stuff too? Because yeah. that is important information 
uh, that you need when you have a dog that's walking through the thing. You need to be looking out for hazards. How will the dog react to this? Is the dog going to like chase this thing? Is this thing going to try to chase the dog? Like, what's what? What other kinds of stuff are going on there? I think that would be the more important thing. Yeah, I mean, not more important than your own personal safety, obviously, but like, but also in regards to being a dog walker. Yeah, right. That would be a very <laughs> pers- yeah. It's personal and pet safety all in one. Uh, and the great thing is, is that simple actions take take care of both things. Uh, or like. What are there things? Because when you when you're staring just at your feet, you're not even staring six feet in front of you, so you're not you you miss the broken glass until you're walking. Uh, on yeah, it, right. Yeah. You miss the the candy that now the dog is chewing on, and trying to get people away from because part of this is just the complacent mindset that most dog owners have because they're they know their dog and they aren't at they're very blasé about their own pets. In a lot of cases, um, and trying to ingrain in these people in in people's brains of like, you don't know this pet. You will care for this pet for an entire year, and you will still not know this pet. And we have to treat every pet like it's a flight risk, like the worst thing could happen uh, in a moment's notice. Because if we don't, because it can, it can't. Right? Because it, <laughs> it can. will. But that's the thing of like, why do I insist and yell at you whenever you don't have two points of contact on a leash? Because sure, this little three, you know, this little seven pound Yorkie, it's not going to be ripping out of anything out of your hand. But if you yeah, don't but build the border the collie, injuries, you're going to walk later. Yes, yeah. If you don't practice this now with the good dog, when you go to the dog that's a little bit more difficult. You're going to be completely out of your depth. And we when you can't walk in the Great Dane. Yeah. Right. It's going to be. <laughs> it's incredibly dangerous to switch habits depending on our perception of what's going on. Of oh, going, yeah, that's true. Right. Because because you will misjudge. You will. Of going, I'm in a safe situation now. Nope, I'm not. Never mind. Dog is running away from me. <laughs> or whatever. It's just go, I'm going to. And it's a simple thing. Two hands on the leash at all times. Yeah. Regardless of how friendly or not pulling the dog is, just that way you never have to remember to do it. Because what happens is, is you get into a a rash of really good dogs, really wonderful dogs that would walk right beside you, even though you would drop the leash and tell them to run away, uh, and then you just forget about it, and it doesn't become part of your habit. And then you get a rash of dogs that will rip out your sockets at a moment's notice, and you are unprepared yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that takes some mind shift change too. And the biggest, the most damaged, um, uh, what, uh, sorry, the, the, the one that I see that happens a lot of you're walking a dog, um, and people are staring at their feet and the dog stops and smells something. The person keeps walking and then yanks the dog to keep walking with them. Oh Uh, yeah. Yeah. I see this. That's no good. (laughs) No. No, this is very bad. A, um, it's a great way to pull a harness or a le- or a collar off of a dog if it's poorly fitting. Um, B, optically, this looks really bad for neighbors to see you just absentmindedly tugging on a dog that's now out of your sight. Um, and it's a great way for the dog to run away. <laughs> or you don't know if the dog eating something. Is it trying to poop? Is it trying to pee? Uh, is it just smelling? Like you're completely unaware of what the dog is actively doing. And uh, yeah, and it's it, real awkward when the dog's like trying to poop. 
right? And yes. you've like toppled it over because you're not paying attention to what's happening. Yeah, and you just keep walking <laughs> right, and now right. it's pooping and it's all over the yeah. place. <laughs> yes. So it's like, <laughs> but it's such a habit that dog owners have of dog goes out of my sight, I just tug it along behind me and it will follow me. Um, it's a it's a it's a real bad habit that most dog owners have, and trying to again break people of this and go, um, I I almost like I don't want to even say like I don't care what you do with your dog because I'm also trying I'm almost I'm to the point of like look don't do this with your dog either. <laughs> uh, I mean yeah like no I mean that's what I used to do that that happened uh, Chuck would do that sometimes right because like his was always like going to the bathroom like. He would just go, go. And if you weren't paying attention, he would just like, and here, and like, stop. Like, just, boom, I'm done. This is where I'm going. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? He wouldn't yeah. like sniff around and like try to find a place to go most of the time. He would just be like, walk, 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 stop. Like, <laughs> and so yeah. you'd be like, oh, oh, oh. And so you had to pay attention to him because he would just stop right stop. there. Didn't matter. Middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah. car coming he'd be like i'm pooping you're like no buddy that's right. not how this works like you <laughs> yeah and if you're not paying attention you yank that uh leash over and uh now you have a dog without a collar in the middle of a road with a car coming yeah, right exactly exactly <laughs> like, oh no bad bad times yeah um, the, the- so I have to teach people like when that dog. First off, you should never have a dog that's that far away from you where you don't see them stop. Like you need to be attentive enough. Oh yeah. Um. Then, um. Secondly, when they My do problem stop, was that he was very slow, and so he would be behind you sometimes. He'd be plodding, <laughs> right? It's fine. He's plodding, but like be attentive when they do stop. Stop with them and go walk over to their side. Right, go stand right by them, mm-hmm. and that way you can pull up on the collar or up on the leash and move their head away. Uh, because otherwise, um, you, you, that, that's a much more effective um, way of getting them away from the thing that they're engaged in. Uh, and usually, by standing right next to them, you you break their attention anyway, and they focus on you. It's easier to engage and maybe you know reach down and grab them, or it, it's just yeah a much safer position to be than six feet away pulling on this dog that's stubbornly smelling at something on the ground and then grabs the dead carcass of the raccoon or whatever and starts trying yeah, yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just like ah, stop. So, but it's one, and I understand it's really weird because that's what I think about and trying to impress upon people like. That this is why we do this. I had somebody I was ordering a coffee uh, and dropping off some uh, stuff for the little coffee shop that we kind of supply poop bag holders and tennis balls to. Um, he was like, "Oh, are you with the company?" The you know, talking about. And I said, "Yeah, I am. I and, am the company. I, I am, bro. <laughs> You're talking to the company. <laughs> I don't know why I'm Jesse Ventura. I'm just asking questions." Um, <laughs> Oh, jeez! Oh, oh. um, it's not a very good Jesse Ventura impression. You got to be like, "Let me tell you something, Gorilla." That's not. <laughs> what I- <laughs> oh, I um, I was like, yes, and uh, I said, yes, and actually, you know, I'm hiring people and blah blah blah. And they said, "Oh, well, what kind of like you know training?" Yeah can't be all that hard and i just started walking through a typical visit he was like oh never mind uh <laughs> that's that's he was i think i'll just stick to making coffee and i said 
I mean, it's not that. that more. It's not that much more complicated than making some of those coffees that people order in a coffee it's, shop, right? Like, yeah, detail oriented. Thousand, yeah, it's just yeah. a detail oriented yeah. thing. Same kind of, same yeah. like, not same process, but same theme, right? Theme, like, exactly. Theme of going. Okay, follow do I the have step, learn the steps and then follow the steps to well, learn the steps and then be equipped with the skills to complete them. That's exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, that's exactly what it is. And so part of that I recognize is part of that is us equipping them with the skills. That's step one, right? And now giving them, putting it in context of these steps. Now that's, that's the other part is now applying those skills. And that, that does take time. Um, mm. that, does, that is a process and we understand that. Uh, it's just, we're, you know, what we do is constantly in flux and obviously depends on who we get in and experience. We have one, one person who comes, came in and she, uh, she was a, um, a surveyor and land title inspector. Uh, (laughs) in one of her previous jobs. (laughs) So details are her jam. (laughs) Got it. Yeah, I was like, okay, cool. You'll pay attention. This is wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and and so it's and it's an interesting blend because we re- we need people who are extremely task oriented and self sufficient. I, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but how like I need task oriented, self sufficient people. Which is exactly the wrong kind of people to work on a team and openly communicate. Uh, and, True. And <laughs> flexible to when things change. So that's the other, that's, that's another component of this, as trying to now foster a, a uh, atmosphere where they can and will openly communicate about things that they're seeing and experiencing and struggles that they're having or questions that they have. And letting other people know about things uh, that they encounter, um, because that's not something that usually like task-oriented, independent people do. Right? They focus on my work here and now, and I'm going to do it well. I'm going to do it excellent. Uh, and we have to come alongside them and go. Hey, you need to tell other people about something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Talk to others. Thanks. True. <laughs> so, yeah. A bit- Yep. <clears throat> well, glad it's been going excitingly. Yeah. Not boringly, right? No, we <laughs> do have quite a busy um week ahead, obviously. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. We <laughs> I yeah, I alone have 13 visits on Saturday. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh-huh. Yes. That's just me. Uh <laughs> oy, oy, oy. so it'll be fun. It'll be fine. I mean I mean yes, but like yes. it'll just be very busy, stressful. Yes. But then it immediately dies down on Sunday. That's the other thing. Well that's good. <laughs> it goes from like, so you're like, like you can like counting down to because we go this, I think it's right, like, like yeah, and now I'm not doing all those visits alone. I am shadowing several staff members on yeah, visits so, that they haven't like, done before. But I will be personally attending 13 
we go from almost 30 on Saturday to like 11 on Sunday. So oh, it's, it's like, that's very nice. Like, yes. <laughs> relaxificating. Like. Yes. And then everything else just kind of drops off from there. So uh, it's a, uh, yeah. And then we roll into December. So anyway, it's been a, it's eye opening as always, um, you know, dealing with people. Uh, it's fun uh, stuff and trying to gauge what motivates people too of uh, what they need to hear, how it needs to be said. This is all management one on one. It's boring. Well, I mean, yeah, who, who have been doing this for years and years and years. Um, <laughs> But it's just another thing of going. Oh, I I said that too harshly. I probably need to to this person. But the another person, it's like you can say, yeah, that wasn't very good, and they go, oh yeah, yeah, you're totally right. And versus if I say that wasn't very good, some staff would be like, you know, they'd be sad for many days. So I have to be careful. <laughs> just don't do. Uh, so I got an email this morning. Ooh, right. I, I I love this. Okay, so this was uh this was just one of those like my they do this all the time at school, and it's just the most annoying thing in the history of the world. And it was just like <clears throat> just a reminder to everyone: contract hours are here to here. Uh, so. You know, I know it's getting tough this this time of year where schedules are hectic. But um, if you're, you know, if we've noticed that you're not meeting these contract hours, the administrator will be by to see you. Like, as a person who this does not apply to at all, right? Uh-huh. Like, you know, it's like if you're leaving early or whatever, if you're going to be late, make sure you contact your building administrator. Like, <clears throat> as a person to whom this does not apply. Like it's just annoying that this is a all staff email. Mm. <laughs> right? Like, why are you first of all, why are you calling out like two people in an yeah. all staff email? That's pretty not cool, right? Like that's not Yeah, because I'm sure everybody knows what uh you know, those kind of people. Yeah. Like, oh uh, that person's dipping out like five minutes early. Oh man, like, you know, whatever, but like that's not an email that needs to go to everybody. That's just so annoying. <laughs> yeah. It, and it, you know, and I, I understand the difficulty of like, try, you, well, you try, try and backtrack there and go, where did the communication fall down? Did somebody just say, send out this email or does somebody along that chain know the two people that this needs to go to, but made this decision so that they don't feel singled out by a direct email to them personally in their inbox. Like I don't I can never tell in those situations of like did this was this just a concern somebody had so somebody added, you know, did an at everyone or was this a conscious effort to avoid making somebody feel singled out and and hurt their feelings. <clears throat> Well, this is where it's hard to tell. And sometimes it's like it starts out as the second one, right? But it's executed so poorly that <laughs> it's just like it comes across as y'all are doing bad. What do you do? Like, that's what it comes across as, yeah. right? When it's executed poorly. Yeah. Uh, in this situation. So I, I imagine it 
it came from a place of the second one of like just making sure everyone's on the same page and blah blah blah. But the execution was so bad that it came across of everyone is doing a terrible job. Sure. And <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's <laughs> yeah. And I, I definitely have had that feeling of, you know, cause we bring on, we've had to bring on quite a few new staff because um, we turn over, but we have a core group of people who have been with us for several months, you know, coming up on six months mm. now. And I, I, I should probably reach out to them about that and just ask, like, do you feel like you are getting enough attention? Because with the new staff, like, oh man, do we say a lot of the same stuff over again? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Like every time. Well, and if you've been there for six months and been through like so much new staff, like, how are you feeling? Are you like, bro, stop? <laughs> yeah. Do I need to? Because, you know, I, <clears throat> What we do is we have um, weekly meetings where everybody can should attend, and then we record those and we send them out. So there are times where the people who are present, like I'm not talking to them, and I just kind of phrase it as like you know for everybody, but for those you know who are new, there's some information here X Y Z. But on other times, it's like, well, this is good for everybody to remember, like. <laughs> always check your shoes before you come in from the backyard so you don't smear poop everywhere and well and that's the <laughs> that's the other hard part too right like of how do you balance the i've said this a whole bunch with i haven't said this enough recently right yeah. like well, that's the other hard information like we have that problem at school right because we have so few chances to have like big meetings with people, right? Like, with, like, all staff, right? Most of them are, like, small group, whatever, which is fine. I don't sure. Care. But, like, the big all staff ones, like, a lot of the big important stuff, a lot of times, everybody just sort of assumes that everybody knows what's happening. But, like, <sighs> when you have, like, so many new teachers or other new staff, yeah, right? And you just sort of, like, carry on, like, everybody knows what's going on. Like, maybe we talked about this two years ago. But since then, we've had uh, a lot of new people in the building. They have absolutely no idea what you're talking about, right? <laughs> These are assumptions that get made uh, in my life. So, like, it's just that... <laughs> yeah. No. And, yeah. Uh, we we have... Uh, uh, naturally, I have created some checklists. No, like, really? Like, like every time, like these are the eleven teen steps that I have. Every time <laughs> we we onboard somebody, uh, of like everything from when the sh- ordering ordering the t shirt uh, and hat to um walking through certain protocols and things like that. Uh, to it, up into including um getting their feedback or reminders where it's like and i'm adding those a lot more of like oh i seem to always remind new staff about xyz okay i need to make sure i include that in the new staff onboarding process so that i don't have to overburden existing staff with me Uh, reminding them on 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 particular stuff Uh, and trying to have more one-on-ones with them 
because that but that is hard i understand i mean yeah that's real hard like that's not you get to a point where you have so many staff where it's like yeah. i can't if i did one-on-ones all i would do is one-on-ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's true but um mine is allegedly tomorrow we'll see that's <gasps> oh true. allegedly this yeah is- my uh formal observation was last week so, <laughs> how did it how was it to be formally observed I mean, my activity that we were doing ended up in the newsletter, so I'm assuming it went well. Oh, snap. Um, That's what I... (laughs) Gosh. (laughs) Oh, fine. We call that a humble brag. So I'm assuming it was fine. Like, I don't... It's one of those things, like, I have the meeting tomorrow is to hear the feedback from the thing that was last week, right? It was, like, on Thursday, maybe. And so I have a meeting tomorrow, just, like, a short one with just with the principal about, like, feedback go over the checklisty thing or whatever but yeah sure. my amazon i was in the newsletter we built a seismometer seismograph Size. excuse me a seismograph okay. uh and so what what was that what what went into that uh it was a marker on a pendulum but okay. we did <laughs> it's fine and then did you have people like running and jumping around or what did uh, yeah you we had ha- some people shaking a table uh, right i got a better. big you know those big long pieces of butcher paper yeah right? i got some of those i, I cut a section that's probably seven no maybe six feet long uh and then about a foot wide and uh i cut them into like sections of a little less than a foot wide and we um some people's job was to i put the but my pendulum is a styrofoam cup full of marbles with a sharpie stuck in it. Cool. High tech. High tech. It's like held in place by some binder clips. Oh yeah. Hey, uh, binder I I'm using binder clips for exactly three different things right now at my I desk. Love. So they are I have all the binder clips. It's great. <laughs> I use them all the time. <clears throat> uh and then I had a my cup, I had a string tied to the cup. And the string was looped over uh, some yardsticks that I had, meter sticks, excuse me, that I had taped together so that they would be a little more firm, right? So I got the, I have some meter sticks that we don't use in class because they're like the, the real flimsy ones, you know, the ones that are like real thin and they're like flippy, flappy, you know what I'm talking right. about? Yeah. Yeah. Not the big chunky ones that are like really good. I have some like junky ones. And so they they usually stay in the cabinet. So what I did was I took about three or four of those really flimsy ones and I just duct taped them together. Uh, to <laughs> <laughs> nice. To make a sturdy crossbeam. And we hung the cup from that. So two kids held the stick, right? They were in charge of pendulum holding. Uh, and then I had some, I put my table out and then some kids were responsible for moving the paper, right? So I drew a big black line with a Sharpie in the middle of the paper that's the baseline part so they had to move that under the sharpie right okay. and then everybody else's uh, job was to kick and move the table so we got some very exciting <laughs> seismic I mean, waves from this uh, this is very good <laughs> t- telling a bunch of sixth graders to attack a table uh, yeah yeah it worked pretty good turns um, out so <clears throat> got some pretty good uh results so yeah those are hanging on the wall right now but we did <laughs> So, uh, so what? Um, 
takeaway or lesson from them other than um, how hard it takes to push a table. Uh, oh, we were just talking about how it works, right? Like the mechanics of the actual machine and how they use, like, how do you measure a seismic wave in general? Like, sure. what is a seismic wave and what does this tell you? So we were just relating this to, like, the size. Like, the, we're basically correlating the amplitude to the force of the earthquake, right? So we can then look at our graph and say, oh, well, this is a, a strong, like, we can see this big, long uh this tall amplitude height here, the distance between that is tall. So that means this was a stronger earthquake than this one over here where the amplitude is smaller. And and having been part of a group that kicked the table harder, right? They're able to yeah, they know, yeah, yeah. You know, cause so you a make lot that of ca- cause and effect there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just kind of fun. We were talking about seismic waves, like P waves and S waves and all that stuff. So yeah. we're just putting, we were talking about seismic graphs and how you read them. And all that kind of stuff. So, pretty good. Fun times. Almost done with earthquakes, but I had to, like, Thanksgiving break is, you know, tomorrow's the only day, last day of school for this week. We only go Monday and Tuesday. So, <clears throat> I just have to, like, figure out, like, okay, what am I doing? How do I do this? What am I doing? Like, I have to replan all my stuff out. <clears throat> so, uh, it's been all right. Just, like, scrambling to be like, oh, what do we got to get done for this? What's got to go here? Because of all these like drills that we had to do, like earth fire drills and all that stuff and like everything. Did you almost like, say earth drills? Or earth, I almost said earthquake fire. drills. Like we didn't do a real earthquake drill, but I did one in my class because we are talking about earthquake safety. Fair so enough. Obviously, we do it in class earthquake drill because it's hilarious. Um, so what all was these the drills week? and the wind drill, I guess, is your tornado drill, and then you got your yeah, yeah, and yeah. fire. So you all yeah, we had a fire drill as well, right? So we like I'm way behind in my class from last year because we had all this like stuff. So I'm like going ah, what? A- <laughs> Why do I do? Oh no, how do I like rearrange some stuff? And, like cram it here and there. It's very annoying. So <clears throat> so yes, but uh, yeah. So yeah, that was pretty really good, I guess. We'll find out tomorrow with the official review. We'll be officially reviewed and say, oh, yeah, sure. And do they, uh, what, uh, what does, goes into the review? I guess, is it different every year or do they have some, some of the same points of like? Uh, yeah, there's like a form. It's like a criteria form. I don't remember what it looks like exactly. So this is not very helpful commentary. Um, but it's like, are you, <clears throat> some of the stuff is like, um, <clears throat> trying to remember before there's an official form, right? And it's like it's all about like uh, some of it's about student engagement. So I'm gonna score very high on that because they were kicking a table. So obviously it's very good. But like, <laughs> like um, <clears throat> there's some like incidental things like how were you, you know? And they do they well maybe those are the like informal observation on the informal observation when they just like show up in your room it's like what were you doing like were you sitting at your desk were you engaged with students were you helping students like that kind of stuff so the more formal one is like um lesson design and curriculum implementation like are you does your do your lessons match up with your curriculum and your goals and all that stuff and then like talk about like instructional strategies and things like that and like how are your student student engagement is a big thing uh, and some other stuff. So, those are some of the big points they talk about. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know. 
Dun, dun, dun. To yes. be continued. But yes. It's one of those things, too, like, I don't remember what is on that form, because the last one I did was, like, last spring at some point. So, I don't remember. Because <laughs> I usually try to do, like, two, like, official, like, walkthrough performance review things, right? There's, like, two official ones that happen. They're, like, scheduled, like, I'm coming in this day, blah, blah, blah. But there's also a lot of, like, informal ones where they just, like, pop in. Okay. And then they'll give you some, they'll email you some kind of like feedback about things that they saw or what was happening in the classroom. So, mm. <clears throat> so uh, slightly different criteria on them. There used to be a form for that one, but she's just been like putting them in an email without the form. So, like, she's like pulling stuff from the form, but just putting it in like a paragraph. So, it's a little more digestible that way. It makes a little more sense. She's like, okay, that, okay, that, that's good. <clears throat> So we'll see if I passed. Oh no. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. So blah. That's pretty much it though. This week is yeah, kind of hectic as well because we got lots of stuff going on and then yeah. like trying to cram all the stuff at the end of the, like this two weeks of two days of school to where the kids are like insane and they're like, no, no, we have things to do. Stop. Like right. there's a <laughs> Because <laughs> you all that are doing out the rest of this week, are you out any of next week as well? No, no, no. It's just this week. It's just Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay. That's typical Thanksgiving break time. Sure. So about Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then we'll be back Monday for, for recommencing of activities. So just trying to get to a spot where like <clears throat> a break makes sense. You know, because like you don't want to be in the middle of something and then go on break for five days and then come back and having to like finish the thing because that's very unhelpful, right? Like it's hard enough when you have to do it the next day. Like, okay, we're going to finish this tomorrow. And they're like, sure. What do we do? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so that, it, yeah, it's kind of like, like Pacing is difficult. It's kind of like whenever I'm reading a the, the kids a story, right? And I can't quite finish a chapter. It's like it for that, that's so much harder to pick up in the middle of than at the finality. You know, when the chapter yeah, re- yeah. resolves, it's, it's like, a natural break, right? Yes. Like the, yeah. So trying to figure that out, <clears throat> get that like mm, sorted and and things like that. So, uh, yeah. And other than that, we're just doing random stuff. Nowhere near as exciting as uh, 30 pet visits, but just... <laughs> I don't know. Uh. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, and of course, what, hap- what, what, what had happened was we did all these meet and greets with people like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and... They get put on our emailer that we send out every, we send out our, our emailer leash newsletter that we send out every Friday. And that has tons of like, Hey, are you booked? Book, book, book. If you don't have a confirmation from us, you're not booked. Um, and what happens is people during meet and greets, it's been happening more frequently. So I don't know. I got to look at what's changing or if it's just the kind of people that we're getting. They do the meet and greet and then they assume that we're good for the dates they told us verbally. I mean, yeah, that's 
<laughs> that makes that's a misunderstanding that sort of makes sense, right? Yes. Uh, so uh, we, we're going to do some new follow up with like through text message of when yeah. they, after the meet and greet's done, we can just have a boilerplate like copy pasted text that we send everybody that's basically like, hey, um, you know, no dates are confirmed until we have a booking and a 50% deposit. Uh, because <laughs> I did a meet and greet with somebody two and a half weeks ago, and today, today they booked. For five days this week. <laughs> oh, I think we had one, we had one guy who did um um uh he we did the meet and greet and um he had mentioned like oh you guys do overnights we were like well yeah, we can. Uh, but you know, those are really limited. He's like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then, uh, he booked overnights, which is where we stay in somebody's home. And these are, oh no. And nobody needs to do these, especially not over Thanksgiving. And he booked no. those, he booked those yesterday. I did a meet and with him a week ago and Lord. he waited till yesterday to try and book five nights of overnight stay in his home. At which point I had to tell him like, we are not available for that. And he would, <laughs> He was not happy about this. Uh, and, and I understand, like, uh, it, he was hoping to see, um, uh, you know, whatever on our booking website or booking sheet, but didn't see it and thought he could book this. But, you know, we have final say on what we will or will not do. So um, I had to convince him to go to drop ins, and he wasn't happy about that, but whatever. It'll be fine. It'll be no problem. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness, that's crazy. Yeah, it was not fun. No, that no. doesn't. That sounds very hectic. Surprise! Seven thousand overnight days. That's not very exciting. Right? No, nobody likes staying in somebody's home. Like, it's just it's kind of weird, right? Like. It's a bit strange. Yeah. You know, but like, whatever. Like, one night, you know, I guess it's fine, but like, five. That's a little, it's a little crazy. <laughs> well, and, and, and that's the, um, that's what a lot of people think of when they say, um, when they say, pet sitter they really mean house sitter um they want somebody to stay there 24 7 and that's not something i will ever do <laughs> when, when it was just megan and i and we were kind of doing this before we had kids well, and everything yeah that's like, different I, right? like, I get it but unfortunately fortunately whatever some people will do that that's something that's not something we will do so Every time somebody says, hey, I'm looking for a pet sitter, I, I do that. Describe to me what you mean. Yeah, what do you, you say? <laughs> pet sitter. You I, do, I do. I'm like, are you? <laughs> what does that mean to you? <laughs> because I can guarantee you it's probably not what I am thinking of. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, that'll be. Be interesting. So, <clears throat> hopefully it goes good. All right, hopefully it yeah, goes well. It'll be fine. All right. Bye.
chill. Uh, at the lull, I want your thoughts on some current events happening. Right? Oh. I want your thoughts on this. Because <laughs> I've been reading about it, and it's allegedly actually happening. So, <clears throat> tell me what you know about the line. You heard of this thing? Mm. The Saudi Arabian mega city that is now apparently currently under construction. No, is this is this one of their other like massive construction projects where they built islands shaped like palm trees? Is this oh. is this like this thing? Okay, yes, yes, okay. but it's bigger. Oh, so geez. this, they claim, this is going to be like. Uh, some sort of smart mega city. It is going to be, it's literally a line across the desert. It is allegedly going to be 170 kilometers long. I can't remember how high it is. Uh, and it's just going to be like a mega city. Hmm. Right? In this thing. Allegedly, the plan, it's going to be like mirrored on the outside, right? To help with, like, I'm assuming heat retention. Heat. Right? But, <laughs> uh, yeah, a total width of 200 meters only, but a height of 500 meters, which would make it the third tallest building in the world, but also 170 kilometers long. And so it's uh, supposed to be powered by renewable energy, which is weird, coming from Saudi Arabia. Um, there's going to be like layers in this city. I don't really know what that means. I haven't seen like too many concept drawings from the inside because, you know, they're kind of hush-hush about these things. But like one layer is going to be like transportation, including a rail system, which is allegedly going to be a high-speed rail system, but that doesn't make sense if your line is only 170 kilometers long. Like Instant. The train, the train's going to take you from like. You're going to travel on the train sometimes, like, you know, a couple hundred meters. So, the high speedness of this doesn't necessarily make sense to me. Really, uh, not um, necessary. <laughs> yeah, I'm. And, I'm looking. And the, the proposed train speed is faster than any train that currently exists. So, a lot of this is banking on like technology that doesn't quite exist yet um which is an interesting plan for making a city uh so yeah what <laughs> i'm 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 looking at this photo okay yeah first off what uh second, yeah oh, yeah sec, that second, was my it, first thought as well it runs like straight into an ocean and all the Red the, Sea, the Red, Red sea. sea, yeah. And all of the interior photos are like lush forests, and uh, yes, which is uh, interesting. And it's tr- almost tropical in nature, but the top is open, and the top is open. So, and they're they're claiming it's a temperate climate on the interior, but how? I d- I don't know. Where is the this outside coming is from? Definitely not. How will the temperate? What are they I'm pl- imagining there's going to be. The plan is probably for like very much water, like salt water desalination. But that technology is also not just like super advanced. 
not enough to be giving that much water to that many residents plus lush tropical gardens, right? Like that it doesn't it doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, and they say it's it'll be uh will be will be built around nature rather than over it. Now, why are again, you planting trees in and a trying desert? To grow that, trying to have that temperate climate in an desert. That's, also, with so yeah, that's another good point because if your city is 170 kilometers long, but you're building around nature, right? You have just built a 170 kilometer impermeable barrier through wildlife habitat. So now migration, animal migration is now chopped in half for your, any animal species that happen to live inland of this. Right. So like that doesn't, that's not good. No, this can't be good for the environment. Like, just the the mirrored walls. Like, everything will be blind for days. Like, it's a desert. There's a lot of sun. I don't know if do they know this. Like, how will you? (laughs) Okay, we are approaching. What what will aircraft do around this thing? (laughs) I I don't any idea. I am so. And like, it's like, oh yeah, this will. You know, obviously they're talking about like this says it is claimed by the Saudi government that it will create. Forty, uh, jobs. But like, doing what? Like, what are they going to do? Is that just building it? What, yeah. what are people going to do? All, like, all of those once estimates. They, once it's built, what do you do in a thing like that? Polish. You got to polish the glass. Right. Like, so you. So, so this brings me to some thoughts. Right. Let's think about cities that have been super urban planned right um when we think about cities like this certain words spring to mind a lot of those words are soviet uh and (laughs) (laughs) a lot of them encompassing uh and including (laughs) soviet in nature yeah right like so there's not a whole lot of cities that are planned from the start to be like like start to finish like that right not to be like we're gonna build it boom in one go okay yeah like the capital of Kazakhstan is like this and that city looks weird right it you know it's very Soviet inspired very wide boulevard it's very like it's very odd and things don't fit right and then around the periphery you get like slum start popping up and things like this right but most of the time planned cities like of this nature don't work cities are not to be like uh, romantic about this but like cities are very like organic things that happen right you start mm-hmm. in an area and then it sort of spirals out based on the need of the city so anytime yeah. you do like planned super large scale things right the planning cannot encompass every need that's going to arise. It cannot. Right. It simply does not function that way. Um, and so you get these things that look really, really odd and unfinished and broken and they don't work correctly. Right? Like, just like, 
a city in a straight line is just a weird concept because like getting from like the grocery store to your work to thing like how does that do you oh like, well see yeah are you gonna, like no well, so are you gonna you like have to go like so i'm basically it, if we're thinking about it just like in the simplest terms like i walk out of my door i had to go to the grocery store i have to go left but to go to my job i have to go right but to go to where my kids go to school, I have to go more left. Like, how does this conceptually work? This ping ponging between all the places I need to go. Cause I can only go in a linear fashion between them. There I, is no, like I almost route. guarantee that the connectivity between one end to the other is almost zero and nobody will have any need to traverse the entire distance. Oh, no, it, it'll it be like be sectioned off, like sectioned off neighborhood. Just right. Yes. Neighborhoods like uh, you know, like well, Kansas City in some portions, right, has some of that planning of like, we're going to try and put all you know shops at every set intervals so that you don't have to travel any you know, too far. So basically, that's just yeah, what yeah. you're going to have to do. Um, but I don't know how that goes. But see, here's where the Soviet ness comes into this of like, well, then what does <laughs> it mean for jobs? Right. Because I can't just have the same job in over and over and over over and over and over over again in a block right like yeah so now that you can like custodial staff blah 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 but like service industry things like you'll have to have like food maybe restaurant but then like a bank i don't i don't know how often do you need to put a bank how often on your line do you space for bank how like you know what i mean like that's (laughs) yeah exactly right (laughs) what what's the purpose of that yeah, or you know, how do you how do you plan for that exact need? Um and then it just this just seems like the unnecessary exertion of control for no other reason than they think they can. Like there's genuinely no need for this. No, that's the other problem. Like there isn't a need for this. Right. And it's talking about like it'll house this many people, like where are those people coming from? <laughs> like where yes. why would they move there? Like from where? From where? Your country already doesn't have like a huge population anyway. I mean it's like you know, it's fine, but it's not like you're not like hurting for space, you know. And they also have a bit of a history of like starting big building projects that don't get finished. Yeah. So <laughs> that's an interesting plan I, I will, as well. Like, I will say that there is some if I remember correctly, they 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 are needing to do something with their billions and billions of dollars um to put them into work and production and things. Uh, because they have just so much money sitting around that they are working to invest it. Uh, and obviously they want to invest it in themselves. I mean, uh, yeah. And I know that you it's, you know, it's probably a good idea to invest it in things that are not, you have to diversify your stuff, right? Because like, if we think about it, they are a one product state. Really? Yes. They yeah. don't have like, what else are you exporting? Nothing. Or you have one export. That's really it. You know, you don't have a lot of other service or stuff 
you know, like there's not a lot of other things happening. So you do need to do and diversify that portfolio so that you can continue to have, you know, money and make money and do things. But like, I don't see how a straight line city accomplishes this. Right. Mm. It's very, it's very confusing to me. Like I said, like, I, like you said, I mean, like, though, I don't understand the purpose. Like what, why, why? Right. It, it would make sense in like a, it would make more sense to me if this was like a, a highly populated area and you're trying to do a thing to like, we're gonna, you know, we maybe, maybe someplace like, you know, I don't know, someplace like super populated, like, a, you know, certain parts of Brazil, right? So like Sao Paulo, for example, if you're like, okay, we're going to build a mega city here so that we can relocate this chaos into a more organized structure and try to have more of an urban plan other than just like bleh, this city that's just sort of like exploded and there's just stuff everywhere and it makes no sense. <laughs> right? <laughs> that that makes more sense to me like right of, as a as a potential candidate for this. You know, but like middle of desert. <laughs> Well, and what's interesting, I am am on the um, neom.com website. And oh, yes, the neom Neom. thing. Apparently, the line is just three, or just one of three regions that they're focusing on. The line is the, what we've been talking about here, basically, uh, imagine a, a skyscraper on its side in the middle of a desert. They have the Oxagon, which is another planned city in the shape of a, you know, guess um, um, where that's going to be their is not very clever. Let's no, that's going to be their focus of industry and technology. And then they have another one called Trojina, which is a mountaintop resort city, highly designed uh, as well. So they have, so you can see all of a sudden they've got the the fun, the play in the mountains the business sector of the Oxagon, uh, which, uh, and then they have the line, which is where everybody will just live and will be happy. Uh, and they are now dictating about where people go and they so highly close down like other places and like move everybody to these places. Yes. 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 So be fine. Uh, perfect. Yeah, fine. Yeah. So um, follow up question. <clears throat> Who keeps reading sci-fi slash cyberpunk literature and going, oh no, this is a great idea. Let's do that. <laughs> These books always end happily. <laughs> right? Like, I, it seems like a lot of the news, I can't remember, there was another headline that I saw not too long ago and it reminded me, it was like, it's like somebody has been reading like cyberpunk stuff and they, or they like, played cyberpunk or something and they're like, oh no, let's do that. You missed the point, mm-hmm. right? You you missed you glossed over the whole point. You missed you missed the whole story arc here of why how bad this goes, or because in in these in these uh settings, right? In like sci-fi, like it these mega cities don't go well, right? They're a bad plan. They always something always goes wrong. All mm-hmm. the stuff is about like how it's bad, how all these you know. It's always about like the elite get set here 
And then like the marginalized have to like fight in the corners for scraps and whatever and eke out their own stuff. Like that's what the literature is about. And then that's what this website says is happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can like, see again, it's very, um, well, it's I very did- alluring to try and do these, to make things nice and clean and, um, uh, you know, the, the, the equality that it can provide people, quote unquote. But what people forget is that in these situations, the immense amount of, of control, oversight, rules, regulations necessary to, to, to keep that in the status quo. This is all uh, sounding very Soviet again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, it really. Yes. No, I know. It is. <laughs> that's, that's where everything goes off the rails is the more you try and exert such an immense control and, and cookie cutterness. And, you know, you have this job in this place, in this home for this reason, for this. And that you, it starts, what does that start doing? It takes the, uh, the utopian idea and now it turns it into a hellscape. Because you have removed the humanity from the people from the people who are actually in that place, um, because of what you have to do to control that for them to be there. Um, I mean, yeah, and this is what happened in the Soviet Union, right? This was what was happening when you're trying to control all the minutia. Yes, that just occurs, right? Even like, well, you know, even so far as like economic flux, right? When you're constantly trying to like overcorrect for like natural market flux like things just go bad in a hurry but like when you're trying to plan like every minute detail of everything like over you know like really just clamping down on controlling and micromanaging like every single step of every single thing and anybody's every single day like stuff just goes sideways in just the most odd ways right and like weird stuff happens because you're trying to over plan for things. And then when things happen that you didn't plan for it, like the system just shuts down. Like, yeah. nope, it's, we can't handle any deviation from the norm. Right. Because you didn't plan for it properly. And it just like explodes. Yeah. Right. It just blows up. Yeah. You, you get the this Stasi. Is like literally the right. Soviet Union. Right. Yeah. This is what happened. Like <laughs> little random places. They were like, oh, we're going to build a town here in the middle of Arctic Circle. We're just going to grab people and send them there. And they'd be like, this is your job and your job and your job and your job. And they're like, and everything will be fine. Yeah. And everything wasn't fine. And then the the biggest problem with the Soviet Union obviously came after it went away and all the people were there mm. where they sent them. And, <laughs> and so there was no government controlling that these jobs had to arbitrarily be in this place and the jobs left and everyone's like, hmm. Oh, no. we, have, we have nothing now yeah yeah well it, yeah and then just the uh, yeah, there's the control there's the as i was saying the um in east germany you know the stasi trying to just do mass surveillance on people to control and to keep tabs on what everybody's doing yeah. um and well you know how well that went um i just th- these these mass utopian ideas of what the future can look like are very uh not not appealing at all uh no let, let alone there's there's that there's a societal impact there's the I, I know they have boilerplate words about zero carbon emissions and living with nature not over it or whatever but it's like i 
I don't <laughs> I color me skeptical here, but I have a lot of other questions for how the, you're going to make this entire 170 kilometer monstrosity carbon, you know, neutral. Like, yeah, um, sure. Sure. I don't buy the living with nature part. Like I have many ideas and I have seen lots of other concepts for that particular phrase being played out in certain design elements. And it looks nothing like this. No. Um, it looks nothing yeah. like a brutalist style rectangle. <laughs> no, it's like, it's a mud hut, right? <laughs> in, in the forest. It's really. Yeah, right. It's it like, yes, it's like houses built with green roofs and like hobbit holes, right? And like things like this, like highways that are elevated so that there's nature pathways under them. These kind of things, right? These kind of ideas are living with nature, in yeah. my opinion, right? Not dropping a cube. <laughs> Not standing out in stark contrast of the rest of the surroundings. <laughs> yeah, and it's just so strange looking. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. I, I just wanted to, yeah. I, I have not heard so of this. But yeah. uh, upon seeing the very first photo of it, I had opinions, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I thought you might. I thought you might just <laughs> bring it up here. It's oh, like it just, hmm. it, yeah, it hurts your brain to try and does. think through that and see. And again, there's these reasons. Like <sighs> you can see a logical progression, logical or not logical, of going of a how progression. you could arrive at something like this. Um. But to me, it just it just takes a simple like next step kind of okay now okay take the next step and the next step and you're going to keep this around for how long for you know perpetuity how could this thing doesn't look like it can be repurposed very easily uh, or because <laughs> cities tend to have a, a life cycle like you were saying Brandon like there's an organic nature to these things and the the usefulness of certain areas kind of go away and come back just just think about the american mall and the yeah. life cycle it had and how thank goodness we didn't have that master plan of the integral nature of everything cuz that that stymies so much creativity and ability to adapt and change to a changing um, community and landscape. But I guess in this context, they're going, well, no, no, you're not going to work anywhere in here. This is just for you to live. You're going to go work at Oxagon or you're going to go work up in the mountains doing stuff. So I mean, you know, people have to work here, right? Because you can't have this city is planned capacity is 9 million people. Yeah. Okay. So that that's like you have to have somebody working here. You know, you can't just live there only. <laughs> right? Sure. It has to be Fair enough. some jobs going on here. And <clears throat> my other question that I just had while looking at these other concept drawings is uh, where does the like what do you do with the waste? Like, what is happening with that garbage, human, or otherwise? Like, where is that going? Because these gardens look fine, I guess. But, like, 
what is the infrastructure under this to make this function? Like, where does that go? <laughs> what does that do? See, you remember how it's, you said it went into the what? You said it went to the what sea again? The, it's the Red Sea. The Red Sea. So. It's the Red Sea. I'm sure there are just pipes underneath here, but they're just going to drain the sludge slowly over time to go get uh, 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 dissolved and uh, carried away by the Red Sea. Because we all know that the solution to pollution is dilution. Dilution. That is true. So that's uh, that's probably, yeah, because it's like, where's the infrastructure for that? Because it's not in a desert. Yeah. Also, this, looking at a couple of these prototypes from the inside, um, the sense of scale in here is very incorrect because if we're supposed to be 200 meters wide, um, some of these drugs are just simply not possible. Like we, can't, oh, <laughs> we cannot the, do, we cannot do this. No, because 200 meters, not really that far. Right, no, it's not. No. It's not really very wide. I don't know. Sounds like a big number, right? Um, but it isn't. It's not. It's not very wide at all. And if that is supposed to be, yeah, yeah, two hundred meters across. Uh, these these there's no way that any of these drawings can work. Like that's just not. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't. <laughs> I. I don't. Yeah, there's just so many, just so many things in here. We're just that. Just the, if you just read the language, it's just, just ridiculous. Oh my gosh. It hurts. It hurts my brain. Yeah. It does. Okay. And and well, things like you know living with nature. Right. Okay. These phrases again. Right. This to me says like being able to go places without any transportation whatsoever, like walking and or like cycling. Right. So if you think about like going, living with nature, right. That that means to me like less car, less transport. So it means like a Dutch city, right? Like I can ride my bike everywhere. Right. You can't ride your bike in a straight line there's no roads in here so like what do you like you have to take some kind of transportation somewhere like there's no like they don't appear to be walk no oh well yeah that's like on here they say um oh hold on i'm gonna scroll up because it's gonna really hurt my brain they say um oh no where is this ah i just lost it because it was like our zero car uh no oh hold on here here's reduced oh here it is um with zero uh our zero car environment is part of a 100% sustainable transport system with zero pollution and a zero wait time yeah you know what else would be zero pollution zero wait time cycling paths <laughs> <laughs> well why right? yeah like, and they so like what <laughs> There's no way zero wait time. It's impossible. It's like, impossible. There's no way that millions of people there. You're waiting on something. Unless they, people are waiting on something, right? Like this is what. Yeah. 
unless you're literally having it sectioned off to the nth degree such that you don't have to move but i don't know now that's what that's what i'm wondering like how so you have this you know as as every is every like i don't know kilometer let's say you know just arbitrarily right is every kilometer basically a repeatable section it would have to be right uh, I, that's I just, what i'm that's what i'm wondering like but is how is it like that like if i'm going to have no wait time and i'm going to do things like this is is my is there like a block like uh, i imagine yeah. just like a, like legos just like strung side by side where every piece is just like the same let's or very let's similar. look at this from the from a um cruise ship design standpoint ah i think that's a really good analogy actually yes yeah where, where there's just it's you know it's a set length and width and you know it, it has all the same stuff and different you know and you just can kind of go about your time in a cruise ship and you can go to this restaurant and this but it never changes right it's always the same, but it's all yeah. self-sufficient and self-contained, in as much as a cruise ship is, except that has yeah, to be yeah, yeah. you know resupplied and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like, but like, why you're out, right? Yes, yeah. It, but to me, how many people would want to go just live on a cruise ship? I mean, there are some people probably. There are like, some people, but you'd want to change ships, right? Like, you wouldn't want to be in the same ship for that long. Yeah, because you would you would get to the point where it would be repeatable. And like, you know, even if it's like, so even if in this, in this thing, like, oh, you know, there are some variation. So like on a cruise ship, like, oh, you know, every, let's say every deck has a restaurant, but like, it's not the same restaurant on every deck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. But in a city like this, you can't have the deck on like. You can't have the restaurant on deck four be like way good because then everybody will want to go to deck four and nobody's going to deck three. Uh-huh. Right. So now you're like, <laughs> it's also your plan doesn't, it doesn't involve any like variety, right? You oh. can have no like competition. In your also, plan. sounding this is where the Soviet, a bit this is where the Soviet, Soviet. Soviet yeah, this yes. Soviet <laughs> place comes back in. <laughs> like, you must make same borscht everywhere, right? Like, that's what you gotta do. Yep, or like what they so, did with their cars, right? Like everything was the same quality. You didn't get there was no options for anybody. It was yeah, all the well, same. Well, well, okay. When you say anybody, I mean for normal people, not normal leaders people. of the party. Yes, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like those not in control. Because that's the other thing of like I don't think Crown Prince, whatever his name is, is going to have residence in this city. No, I. I really don't um if he does he's gonna have like a penthouse in like the top floor of like one part right like he will have a whole section to he'll him. have he'll like have a, a whole uh, kilometer like, to himself what are you talking yeah about? i mean maybe like that's a good point <laughs> like there could be a royal family section just so yeah. they would be like you know we're of the people too but not touching the plebes because yeah, 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 right? yeah. <laughs> we're on the top floor here <laughs> looking down on, on you figuratively not real but yes, also yes, yes, of course but also in reality but in reality they're actually on the mountaintop so like so, yeah. <laughs> oh i just 
yeah, there's just so there's so many things wrong with this. I can't even. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. And like you said before, like the biggest thing that I've been keep coming back to you is the is the point, right? There's a reason that in like science fiction, right, mega cities are set in like certain areas of the world that make sense. Right? Japan, often in sci-fi fan fiction, there is a not sci-fi fiction. That's dumb, Brandon. Don't say uh-huh. science fiction. Science fiction fiction. Um, <clears throat> in sci-fi, like Japan is a setting for mega cities, right? Because it is a very very densely populated area, right? Certain sci-fi has like parts of the U.S. They have mega cities, like usually someplace like Los Angelesy, right, or uh, like the East Coast, like the corridor basically from like Boston to D.C., where it's already a mega city anyway, pretty much. But like that kind of area, right, where the population density is so high already Mm -hmm. that it's a solution for population density, Right. right? That's what a mega city in normal parlance is for when people talk about megacities, it's usually in that context. Right. So it seems odd to me to completely envision, design, construct a city for 9 million people in a place where there's no people. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like it's not solving solving a problem. You're not solving a problem. Right. You're not solving a, a population problem, an overpopulation problem, right? A population density problem. You're just plopping it down in a place where no one lives. You know? And it's just, it seems real real odd, right? Like, it's just real strange to do that. Right, the population of Saudi Arabia itself is only thirty-five million people. Right, let's so look this up. Where's the, the Where's the rest of the people? Where are the rest of going? Number one, where are the rest of them going? I guess they're staying in the other cities. Right, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but but like, <coughs> yes, that is. <laughs> Right, that maybe they're staying in Verdia or whatever. Like I don't know, but yeah. So that's a it's one question. But they only have thirty five million people total, right? Like, mm. hold on, yeah. Let me do something real quick here. I'm sorry. You're fine. So in the yeah, so uh, for comparison, this like the East Coast corridor area of the United States, this area we're talking a hundred and eighteen million people. Right. Yeah. So over over a hundred million people in that area. Hmm. So like that's like the whole east coast of the United States, so probably like a little bit less. So I'm talking about the northeast, right? Yeah. Uh so that again, that is a place where you have you know mega city construction. Not a not a place where there's only thirty five million people to begin with. 
That seems very just out of context. So right. weird. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it's strange. But yeah, again, back to what? <laughs> what are they trying to solve? I yeah. don't think they know. Dude, the I think, population I think, of Japan, just Japan, 125 million people. Mm. Wow. Right. So like, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Why? What's going on? <laughs> there we go. I, was, okay. I, I, I just want to bring that up today. I wanted your thoughts uh, on this uh, bizarre yeah. goings on. I, I'm interested to keep tabs on this and see what happens. Uh, because yeah that's very odd it's very odd it's it's real odd I have no idea I don't either okay yeah well I'm I I am intrigued also horrified all right yes (laughs) whatever fine (laughs) (laughs) thanks okay well we'll have that futuristic fun on our yeah, periodic updates as they occur. They occur. Uh, Be on the lookout. Fun. Okay, <laughs> add that. Add that to the list. Put a count. Put a marker right there. Okay, very good. Well, that'll bring me night terrors tonight as I try and. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, yeah, and on, on that bombshell. Uh, <laughs> love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Bye.